We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into this breaking news episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Lucas Van Ness is your newest member of the Green Bay Packers, edge rusher out of the University of Iowa. Somebody, if you have been listening to me over and over, I have been saying since day one, since the moment his uh, scouting report came out, since the moment that I watched his tape, all of it, he screams, screams Green Bay Packer. If you remember the top 25 players, I had him number one on my list. It jumps off the page. And yes, let's address the elephant in the room right away. Jackson Smith and Jigba was on the board. Christian Gonzalez, one of my favorite players in the entire draft, was on the board. And they went Lucas Van Ness. And I know that is going to be hard for some people, but Green Bay has a formula that they do. They take premium position players. And yes, Christian Gonzalez would have been that as well, but they've spent a lot of draft capital on corners already in recent seasons. And this is a need for the Packers. This is, in my opinion, outside of quarterback, arguably the most premium position outside of quarterback in the NFL right now is pass rusher. And it's an area of need. It may not seem like it on the surface. You can look at it and say they have Preston, they have Rashawn Gary, they have um, uh, Kingsley and Igbari. Kingsley and Igbari is a rotational edge rusher at this point. Maybe he develops into more. Preston Smith, probably the last year of his team, almost assuredly the last year with his team now that uh, they drafted Lucas Van Ness and Rashawn Gary. Um, yeah, he's going to stay for a while, but he's coming off a torn ACL and he will, Lucas Van Ness will be able to fill in for Gary for the time being until he gets back from that ACL injury. So at the beginning of the season, you've got Van Ness and Enigbari and Preston Smith as your rotation. Eventually you work Gary into that as well uh, once he's back from injury. And then next year you go long-term with Rashawn Gary, Lucas Van Ness, and then with Kingsley Enigbari as your third. That, let, let me start there. 
That is an incredibly fun, incredibly talented, super diverse group of pass rushers. And if you're a defense, there is no better way to start than with pass rushers. I really love the pick for that reason. Now, as we mentioned, there is that other elephant and that's Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yes, I probably would have taken Jackson Smith and Jigba in that situation as well. I understand your frustration. He would have been a perfect fit in the slot for Green Bay. Christian Watson outside, Romeo Dobbs outside, Jackson Smith and Jigba in the slot. It would have been beautiful. It just didn't work, and Green Bay ultimately went in another direction. As I mentioned before, this is a player that has screamed Green Bay Packer from day one. As I've been talking about for forever, young players, he's extremely young. I think he's, what, 20, he'll turn 22 in July. Premium position, edge rusher. All right, Midwest, former hockey player. Uh, again, is a extremely athletic player. He hits everything that they look for. And Green Bay has a type. That's why we put together the top 25 videos of most likely Packers. And it's why Lucas Van Ness was number one on my list. There's a reason for that. They have a type and they stuck to their type. Now, if that works out or not remains to be seen. I know there is some angst and anxiety over whether or not Green Bay should continue on with this type that they have. And at some point you need to get playmakers for your offense the playmakers are coming. I can promise you right now, there will be a massive run on playmakers for Green Bay through the remainder of this draft. Multiple tight ends, multiple wide receivers, probably a running back. You can buckle in. And I do believe that they are going to be able to attack the draft with wide receivers and tight ends and even a running back in a variety of different ways. But in the first round, they are going for those premium high-end players. And that's exactly what Lucas Van Ness is. And that's why they went in that direction. And I know Right now, some of you are probably frustrated with the pick. Lucas Van Ness is extremely talented. And before you say it, he didn't even start at Iowa. It could not matter less. He should have started at Iowa, first of all. He was the most talented edge player on their team. He was in a great rotation along their defensive line. And they, however they used him doesn't matter. He was extremely effective when he was in. And he is just reaching the surface of what he can be as a pass rusher. He's an incredibly fun player. You're going to love him. Hockey background, all right? Like, again, screams Green Bay Packer, right? He's got that tough mentality. And uh, like I said, you're this is a player that you are going to enjoy watching rush the passer. He sets a strong edge, something you can get a little bit better at, I think, as time goes on. But he fits perfectly in this defense. And yes, I understand the angst and anxiety as well with giving Joe Barry more, more players. Like it hasn't gone well so far. This defense still needs to get better. And yeah, you, we can talk about whether that is poor drafting and poor roster management and putting a ton of resources into the defense and it hasn't worked out so far. Or we can talk about it being a bad scheme and bad defensive co coordinator. Something has to give at some point if you're going to keep pumping these resources into the defense. But that doesn't mean that it's the wrong pick. And I do think Lucas Van Ness, like I said, is going to be a player that you really, really like. Now, as far as the scouting report, 6'5", 272, edge rusher, outside linebacker, red shirt sophomore out of Iowa. As I mentioned, he turns 22 in July, 9.39 RAD score, extremely athletic, 88th percentile height, 76th percentile weight, 21st percentile in the bench press, 42nd percentile in the, the vert, 77th percentile broad jump, 97th percentile in the 40-yard dash with a 45840, 83rd percentile short shuttle, 90th percentile three cone. Um, official stats have him down for about 13 and a half sacks. PFF credit him with 13 uh, over the past two seasons. In 558 pass rush attempts, he had 74 pressures. He did not have any forced fumbles, no interceptions. 
Per PFF in 2021, his grade was 70.1 in 462 snaps. In 2022, it was 80.2 grade with 478 snaps. My positives on him as I was watching his tape, he has all the traits to be an extremely productive edge rusher in the NFL. The expectation is very much that his best football is ahead of him. Like I said, he's just scratching the surface of what he can do. He's built perfectly for the position. Tons of opportunity for growth. As I mentioned, he's still really young. And yes, he did not even start at Iowa. Shows both a blend of speed and power off the edge. He has great energy, extremely intense player, former hockey player, closes off angles on backside runs. So again, you're running those stretch plays. He's coming from the backside. He's got some of that Clay Matthews chase down mentality to him, which you absolutely love. I think he's going to have the physicality eventually to be able to move to the inside and play some on the inside as well, which gives you more versatility. I think to begin with, he's going to be just an edge. As time goes on, I think they'll move him inside as he gains some more functional strength. And for 6'5", 6'5", 272, again, the athleticism is beyond off the charts. Now, negatives. Worked inside as a defensive lineman, some in college, and would get completely washed out of plays far too often. That's just him developing his functional strength and his body over time. As I mentioned, he's young and he's going to need to put on some functional strength. In the meantime, you can keep him on the edges. He doesn't have to get dirty in the middle of the defense. That's something that you evolve over time. Uh, struggles with length and size. So as you get longer players, he was able to win a lot with his athleticism. As you get these long offensive linemen that are able to get their hands on him and win with technique, Van Ness is going to have to put a pass rush plan together. He's going to have to have a plan of attack for how to swipe those arms away so that you he can use his athleticism to his advantage. He does end up on the ground far too often. A lot of that was when he was tucked inside, playing inside more and not so much on the edge, but he needs to do a little bit better job of staying on his feet. As I mentioned, he needs to develop a pass move set and just have a few, a little bit more variety to his pass rush. Um, disengaging from blocks is definitely an issue right now. Not I, Again, I think he can set the edge. And I think um, what, what I mean here is as he's getting up as a pass rusher and like he goes for that first move, if that first move doesn't work, a lot of times he's just stuck in mud. And that's where, again, those lengthy offensive tackles can give him a little bit of trouble. He's going to have to work and find a way to, all right, you make your first move, it doesn't work and the offensive tackle is winning, how do you disengage and still go make a play? That's something that he needs to continue to develop at this level. Um, I do think it's going to take a little bit of time for him to max his body out and refine his game. And I think overall, there was a level of inconsistency to his game. He, you just want to see a little bit more well-rounded player. It's a little bit rich, maybe at 13, but I, again, I think you guys are really going to like this player overall. I know there are players that you probably liked a little bit more, but as time goes on, I, like I said, this is a this is a very fun edge rusher pick that's going to get after the quarterback, and you're going to enjoy him watching uh, enjoy watching him play games at Lambeau. Scheme fit, he's an ideal three four edge rusher on the outside, so he fits perfect in this defense, and he fits their timeline really well. Right, this is a young team. He's 22 years old, and he's going to develop around the same time that your Jordan Loves and your Christian Watsons and your Romeo Dobbs and your uh, Quay Walkers, Devontae Wyatts, your Eric Stokeses. All of these young players are going to start developing together at the exact same time. So he fits Green Bay's timeline very very well. And I love how he pairs with Rashawn Gary long-term. You've got Rashawn Gary as a power physical edge rusher on one side. You've got Lucas Van Ness who can do some power and speed stuff, but also get around the edge a little bit. You've got Kingsley and Igbari who has a variety of movesets and can bring something a little bit different off the bench. I love those three together as a long-term edge rush trio for the Green Bay Packers. His ceiling to me as I watched him was a Jared Allen 
His floor, you're not going to like this. His floor, if like things just go really bad, is a Kyler Fackrell. And the comp that I had for him was Trey Hendrickson, who has had a really great career so far. He continues to get better. One of the best pass rushers in the NFL right now. You may not think of him in that TJ Watt category, et cetera. Like, you know, maybe one of the top edge rushers, your Von Millers, et cetera. But he's right there in that second tier and constantly getting after the quarterback and making big plays for the Bengals. So I, I think he's right around that range as his overall comp. And like I said, there's a, there's a ceiling above that that he could still absolutely get to. His athletic comps, if you look just pure athletically, not necessarily aesthetically, but athletically, Ezekiel Ansah, the former Lions edge rusher, Jared Allen, Trey Hendrickson, who I comped him to, Preston Smith, and uh, Trayvon Walker, the Jaguars pick from last year. So those were his athletic comps. So these are all uh, high-end pass rushers. Some have turned out better than others. Ezekiel Ansah had a little bit of a flash and then kind of faded out. Trayvon Walker will remain to be seen. Allen, Hendrickson, Preston Smith, all long careers as good pass rushers in the league. Those are his athletic comps when you just kind of line them up next to each other. What he's going to bring to Green Bay, a rotational edge rusher to begin with, or maybe even a starter as Rashawn Gary gets back from injury. Extremely high-end upside. He's peaking at the right time. I mentioned at the time that I think he had value at pick 15. I think the value is still there at 13. As I mentioned, Christian Gonzalez, Jackson Smith, and Jigba both would have been a little bit higher on the draft board for me, but I, I don't mind this pick in any way, shape, or form. And I mentioned at the time also, would Green Bay make this pick? Yes, he screamed off the page as a potential Green Bay Packer. As I mentioned, Green Bay is going to have all of the draft to still attack tight end and wide receiver and playmakers and weapons. And in fact, as I'm recording this, there had still not been a wide receiver taken in this draft. In fact, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Green Bay could move up in the first round and take, maybe if Jackson Smith and Jigba falls a little bit more, maybe they could still put an aggressive move up for him. If not, maybe a Jalen Hyatt, maybe a Quentin Johnston, maybe a Jordan Addison. They could still do that. Maybe they still move up for a tight end. Maybe they go get a Dalton Kincaid or a Michael Mayer. We'll see. There's still going to be a lot of options there at 42 and 45. And like I said, Green Bay is going to start attacking these playmaker positions aggressively. And as they do, I will break them right down here for you on the Packaday podcast. That's a quick episode. I'll have a full episode for you tomorrow. I'm also going to be doing another live show on Friday, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time. Check that out as well. I'll talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the rest of the draft. Until next time, and as always, Go Pack Go!